Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can you dig it? With a Bobcat Compact Excavator, you can. Up to $6,000 in rebates on select models and 0% financing for 36 months. Check us out at Bobcat of Charleston in North Charleston. Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to episode 345 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. And if you are a fan of Green Day, this is your alarm clock. It is September 30th, 2021, the last day of September. The first day of practice for the men's basketball team was a couple of days ago, and they made the team available to the media, including Coach K. So I'm Donald Wine, here to wake you up and be your host for this episode. Sam Klein is not able to be with us today, but I do have Jason Evans with me. So, Jason, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you. I, I like the Green Day references. Good job, man. You're, you're, always, you're bringing it today. Yeah. I mean, it's wake me up when September ends. If you guys don't know that song, you, this is the day to play it because September is almost over. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to talk about Green Day. We're going to talk about Duke basketball. And the way we're going to break this down, Jason, is for the first half of this episode, we're going to discuss the Coach K side of things. He had a press conference that obviously is available to the public. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it in full. And then after the break, we'll discuss some of the audio that you probably didn't hear out there uh, we, with a special guest who was able to help us obtain that audio. So, uh, Coach, uh, first off, Jason, does that sound good to you? We can talk about Coach K first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you have to start with, uh, <laughs> look, 
He's still the head coach. We've spent so much time talking about John Shire and Duke's recruiting lately that uh, it's easy to go like, wait a second, uh, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> Who's the guy in charge? Coach K is still very much the man in charge, and he had some fascinating things to say at his press conference. Yeah, and honestly, that leads me into the first bit of audio that I want to uh, discuss here. This clip is about Coach K speaking about what obviously will be his final season in Durham, and an interesting thing he's directed his staff and everyone else around him on the team not to say this season. So let's listen to this answer from Coach K about savoring his last season in Durham. No, I, 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 you know, I told my staff and everyone around me not to use the word last. Uh, you know, this is my 47th year, my 42nd year uh, at Duke. Uh, I'm going after it the way I've gone after every year. And uh, as soon as you start saying savor, you know, let's remember this thing or whatever, I think you, you open up the door for rationalization of, you know, not putting it all out. In other words, well, it might be okay not to do it to this level or whatever. And, and I, I know that th that can take place. So we're, we're not having any of it. Um, I'll savor uh, in May or whatever after that. But right now, I, I want to live, not savor. Like being in the moment is what I've tried to do my entire career. You know, in order to have the continuity of success that, of excellence that we've had, you can't savor much of anything. You better be in the moment that you're in. And, you know, for the last four decades, you know, we've made an you know, we, we've made uh, a mark on college basketball in the last four decades, and I'd like to make a, another mark before I, before I leave in this decade. So, Jason, I think from this clip, for me, Obviously, I, I kind of like this, right, in, in a way where you're saying, hey, I don't want this to be about my last thing. He doesn't want to make it about him. He wants to make it about the team's journey this year, which he's done every single year. Uh, but I feel like, and I want to ask Matt this on the other side of the break when we get to him, but this feels like the team, how we've heard some of their statements, especially during the summer, they may be not saying the word last, but they're definitely thinking we got to send out coach K on his last journey, a winner. Do, don't you agree with that? Yeah, unquestionably. I mean, look, on the one hand, it is worth noting that the focus around the Duke program every single season is we are on our path toward winning a national title. That's the goal every single year. So I, I don't know that them saying we need to send out coach K with a national title is all that different? Is it, you know, is it, is it hugely different from what we usually see from Duke? Probably not, but, but you definitely got an impression from, uh, you know, from what I've seen from all the coverage of, uh, uh, you know, uh, of the media day and from coach K's comments that everyone recognizes that there's some finality happening here. I'm, I'm intentionally, by the way, not using the word last, as you heard coach K say, the word last has been banned to some extent around him. We don't use, we don't use, we don't use uh depth. We don't use last. Like coach Kate tells us what not to say. Right. Exactly. We, we, got, we abide by that. He's got vocabularies. Uh, I, I will say that I think it is really interesting that, uh, you know, this man is a, a master motivator. He understands uh, bringing people together. He understands getting people to give, uh, give to you the most that they possibly can 
And the fact that he says and recognizes that if you even put sort of this notion of, oh, let's reflect, you know, uh, let's look back on it. If you put that kind of notion out there that it, it, it takes your focus away from pushing toward your goal, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought that that was something that he needed to worry about that would be a problem, but, but it's clear that he knows it could be a problem. And, and I think, you know, no one better than Coach K to recognize that kind of thing, nip it in the bud right away and say, our focus is on looking forward. Our focus is on being in the moment. And, and Donald, you know this. If you've, if you've done as many you know, Coach K press conferences as you and I have, he is always talking about being in the moment. And I'm not even remotely surprised that, that he said, I'm not, I'm not looking back on 40 plus years of coaching right now. I'm in the moment with this current team, and I'm focused on us reaching our goals, which is, as he said, putting another mark on the world of college basketball before he's done. One of the things that he's had over the course of his you know, legendary career, both at Duke and just in general, is the two words, next play, right? Like We never focus on what just happened. We never focus on things that are well down the road. He always wants to make sure that his team and his, his guys, as he, as he puts it, focus on the next play, just that next play. And part of that, Jason, as you know, is to alleviate pressure because pressure builds. If you keep dwelling on things that have already happened or dwell about things that are coming down the line, and if you just zero all that out and focus on just one play, one possession, one defensive stop, one free throw, then that pressure is alleviated a little bit. And I feel like what he's doing here is a little bit of the same because a lot of people are looking towards that end goal for this year to win a national championship, but also to send him out a winner. And he's saying, just worry about this practice. Just worry about this possession. Don't worry about me. It's not about me. It's about our journey together and the, and the steps that we have to take begin. We can't step to March and we can't step to April, the first Monday in April from August or from September, we can only step, you know, one step at a time. And I think what he's trying to do is instill in his guys that, Hey, don't put that pressure on you on yourselves. Don't let other people put that pressure on you either. Focus on what we have right in front of us and the here and now the moment and getting better in that moment. You know, it is worth noting though, that coach K and, and everyone else acknowledge that there has been something different this, this summer for the team, which is that, Coach K has not been out there recruiting and, and in his press conference, we're not going to play the sound, but he talked about the fact that John Shire is the guy going out, spending weekends, watching AAU tournaments, traveling to, you know, to do in-home visits with these, with these um, recruits and, and really being the lead recruiter. But Coach K spun that in a very, very positive fashion when he said that he prefers to spend time on the court with his team versus spending time recruiting and watching other teams. And then he talked a lot about how he's building more of a relationship with this team than he's had in the past. He has more time to bond with them. He has more time to coach them, even though, you know, he's limited by NCAA rules about how much he can coach them. But I thought that was a fascinating part of, of sort of the changes that are happening around the program. Uh, we are getting maximum coach K to some extent with these players this summer and, and this year, because he is uniquely focused. We, you know, we always talk about in the moment, coach K in the moment there, there, this moment is, is his final moment. 
So, so we're really getting the most we can from Coach K, and I'm, I'm super excited about that. And he's more relaxed. I, you could tell that immediately just how – I mean, he still has the fire. He still has the passion. If you also listen to the little clip that Duke basketball put out about uh, the first practice, he was mic'd up for portions of the practice. Even that, you could still feel the drive. You could feel the, the passion. You could feel the energy. But he seemed well, you know, very relaxed. You could tell he's taken – some time off this summer. Again, he, he didn't have to go on the recruiting trail. So I think that is uh, important as well, because we all know that last year took a toll on the entire team. Uh, but also he, he mentioned how, uh, how stressful last season was. And it's great to see that he's entering with a little bit more, uh, it feels to be a little bit more relaxation and a little bit more because that he has a little bit more energy and more passion that he normally exudes about his team. I mean, think about last year for a second, if we can. Uh, and and by the way, yeah, it was stressful for them. It was stressful for the whole world. It was stressful for all of us. But, yeah, yeah, it was pretty stressful. Yeah, but but to, to have all this happen in a year when, for a variety of crazy reasons, Duke had uh, one of its worst seasons uh, under under Coach K, one of its worst seasons in the past 40-plus years. Uh, I mean, wow, you know, to, to have all that happen. And I know they're inextricably linked but but the, the ability to to put that aside and then bounce back and 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 have what we hope will be a really special final season for coach K it makes it all the more special that we're coming off of such a weird weird year that ended in such unsatisfying fashion yeah absolutely and and speaking of that i do want to transition into the second bit of audio main bit of audio from coach K that we wanted to discuss and that's about Wendell Moore. Of course, Wendell Moore, uh, you know, just like everyone, everyone had a, you know, a year that was, would be defined as struggling last year. But his progression as a player and as a leader was something that was very much at the heart of a, a nice clip from Coach K. So listen to him talking about Wendell Moore's progression as a player and what he's looking for him uh, for looking for from Wendell Moore this season. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you don't think of front court players as basketball players or back court players as basketball players. That seems to describe one down the work to a T. He's also played twice as many minutes in big uniform as anybody else on on your roster. Is he your first on knife? How do you see using him this year? Well, yeah, there well there aren't that many guys on our roster that have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have a turnover in roster like a lot of people, but you know, I think he. He has become that older leader that we've had over the years. In other words, by going through uh, the things you go through as a freshman and sophomore and, and learning how to be a player, learning how to be a Duke student, learning how to be a leader, he's benefited from not just uh, the successes he's had, but the times he's been knocked on his butt, the times that people have criticized him and he's not the only one. I mean, people, you're not that good, or you, all those things that are said to somebody, and all of a sudden, the guy's good. I said, well, I'm surprised. Well, you're surprised because you don't know it's a process. Uh, I mean, this doesn't, you, you don't get an app to be good. <laughs> you know, you, 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 have to, you have to earn being good. And he spent the spring changing his, his body and how he runs. Uh, he's taller now. He's a much better athlete. Uh, uh, I mean, he, 
I, I told him, I, I was getting some stuff done in the training room. He came in this morning and I said, you know, that dunk has gone viral. Now you're going to have to do that all the time. And he started laughing. I said, and I'm not going to be able to put the bucket at nine, nine feet anymore. <laughs> Just so you look good. And uh, uh, he said, you really cook? And I said, yeah. And, uh, so I love my relationship with him. Like, he's our leader. And he's vocal. He's good. He's in a great, great place. I love where he's at. And I'm, uh, I'm really anxious to see how, how it'll turn out for him this year. It really, he, he's one of the keys for our team because he's going to be uh, that leader. And yeah, they're a real close group. We have a real close, close group. They, they, they've been fun to coach and they have fun. They work hard. They work really, really hard. So, Jason, I think you've kind of we've kind of discussed Window Moore's progression even this summer uh, in some of the little clips from the five on five scrimmages that we've seen uh, released by Duke men's basketball. Uh, but I want to start with this: if if we're going to get videos like the little three second clip of him dunking over what appears to be Michael's Haverino, if if that's the progression we're talking about, give me that all day because that was amazing. But I, I think when it comes to Window Moore, you can tell that he's established himself as the one of the leaders of this team and he's taken that responsibility a lot more than as last year where we you know had lengthy discussions and debates about the lack of leadership on the team he seems to have embraced that a lot more this season yeah and when 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 we've been looking at Wendell Moore I've been I've been so focused on what position is he playing um, and, and, and the, the soundbite we heard from coach K, you know, it began with, with, uh, with Jim Sumner from the, from the DBR, you know, friend of the podcast, Jim Sumner asking coach K about Wendell Moore as, 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 as our switchblade, uh, you know, you can deploy him any way you want as a guard, as a forward. Uh, I think I've focused so much on, Ooh, what is, what role is Wendell Moore going to play that I haven't focused as much on. How has Wendell Moore matured? How has Wendell Moore changed? How has Wendell Moore made his game into something different? And and hearing, you know, the the, the Coach K especially talk about, you know, that Wendell Moore has done all this extra work to transform his body and and upgrade his explosiveness. That's that it's special and it shows you the de dedication that this kid has. That's not easy to do. Um, in fact, it's sort of, it's the kind of thing that you sort of think, Oh, you know, it's not really possible to, to alter your athleticism, but it appears that that's what Wendell Moore has done. And he was already phenomenally skilled. He was already a guy that you felt like, okay, this guy can, uh, you know, he, he's a dynamic defender. He's a really good passer and ball handler. He can score. Um, to, to also have that kind of skill set suddenly put in the body of a guy who's a little bit quicker, who's a little bit, who's jumping a little bit higher, who's faster. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, we, we get all excited about the shiny new toys of Paolo Bancaro and AJ Griffin and, and the freshmen uh, and, and now and transfers. Um, it, it may be that the shiniest new toy of all for Duke this season is, is a newly athletic Wendell Moore. I, I, you know, yeah, I want to open up that toy right away. Yeah, that's great. And, and 
you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Coach K and how he talked about him. He mentioned about the fact that how he has loved how his relationship with him has grown. And, you know, again, we just talked about how Coach K has spent the summer being able to get to know his players this year uh, or for this team. I think that relationship was probably one of the things that he was most focused on, you know, blossoming because it's, it's clear that he trusts Wendell Moore in a lot of different areas, both on the floor and off. And Wendell Moore trusts Coach K to put him in the best position to be successful and also to put the work in uh, because it's clear that he's put the work in. You don't get taller normally between your sophomore and junior year. Like that usually doesn't happen. Maybe between freshman, and sophomore year, sure. But very few juniors come back and go, oh, I'm like two inches taller and I'm 30 pounds heavier, whatever that is. He clearly is a new look athlete. And because of that, Jason, I think that's where the intrigue and the excitement and the excitement comes. Well, and, and, and we would be remiss if we did not also talk about the thing that Coach K said initially at the very beginning of that sound. Wendell Moore is that older leader. And, and mm-hmm. it, it's been a little while, I think, than, that Duke had someone like that who, who was a guy who'd been a starter and a major part of the team throughout his career. And when I say a little while, you know, we, I, I think we go back to Grayson Allen and before that, Quinn Cook. Um, not to say that Duke hasn't had guys who were experienced players um, on, on recent teams, but they haven't been guys who were major players as freshmen and sophomores and then moved into that leadership role as, as juniors and seniors. Wendell Moore, to me, is, is a different circumstance. We just haven't had a lot of guys who stuck around for a few years who were playing as much as Wendell Moore did as a freshman. Look, how, how can we forget he was the guy who had the tip in against UNC his freshman year. He was on the floor, you know, in big circumstances for several years now. And, and Coach K, that was his initial, if you ask him about Wendell Moore, it's easy to go, oh, this guy's the Swiss Army knife. Oh, this guy does all these different things. Coach K focused on, or at least Coach K started with, he's a leader. And, and that's, going to be hugely important for this team because it's something that all of us around the program, all of us who follow Duke have sensed has been missing. Um, certainly last year in the team that I talked about, you know, struggled so much. I think that team was really missing leadership and it sounds like Wendell Moore recognized it was missing and that Wendell Moore said, "Uh uh-uh, it's going to be there this year because I'm going to provide it. Coach K mentioned that too, paraphrasing him from what he said about that. He said, that Wendell Moore has benefited from his success and from being knocked on his butt. And that's what you want in a leader. You, he, he understands what it takes to be successful. He understands what it feels like to fail or to not succeed and to get back up from that and improve. And, and again, put it out of your memory, learn from it and grow from it. So, and Jason, like you said, we haven't had a, a leader like that in a while. And if you look at all the national championship teams that we've had over the years, in college basketball, it's a healthy balance between exuberant youth and veteran leadership and guys who can do both. And Wendell Moore looks like to be the guy that Coach K is counting on to be both one of the stars of the team, as well as the veteran leader on the floor and off the floor that we need to have a team that, again, can have that balance to win a national championship. So that's what's exciting about it is that we get to finally see that. And I think we all have said, Maybe Wendell is that guy. Maybe there's been times where you say, hey, maybe he isn't that guy, but he wants to be that guy now. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for someone to step up and want the title of leader. It seems like it's him, and I can't wait to see what he can do with it. 
and, and Donald practice has started. <laughs> I'm, I'm yep. just so excited for the facts. I can't wait for the season to get here. Uh, every day brings us one more day closer. And, and I'm just really, I'm, I'm jazzed that uh, we're, we're ready to, to begin this journey with coach K for, for the, for a final time. Um, it's going to be fun. Countdown to craziness is 15 days away. If you are, wow. if you are listening to this, right. 15 days away. And if you listen to this on October 1st, it will be 14 days away. So like we're, <laughs> we're ready to go. Uh, but Jason, I think that's enough on the coach K portion of the audio. What I want to do now is pause for a quick break on the other side. We will have audio from some of the other coaches and also just discussing some of the other coaches and players and what they said with Matt Burr of WXTU Sports, Duke University Sports Radio Station. So stick around for more from the first day of Duke men's basketball practice. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back here on the Duke Basketball Report podcast, and we have a special guest with us today. As you all may know, for the past year or so, the press conferences that Duke men's basketball have done have been all virtual due to the pandemic, which I think everyone understands. Well, Tuesday was the first media availability of this year that was strictly in-person only. And as you all know, Sam, Jason, and I are not in Durham anymore. So we got to turn to our friend Matt Burr from WXDU Sports, which is Duke University's radio station. And Matt was not only kind enough, to get all this audio for us uh, to play on the show. He was gracious enough to wake up early on this Thursday morning to join us. So Matt, welcome back to the show. And of course, thank you for uh, representing us at this uh, press availability. 
Thanks. Yeah. Thanks guys. Not early for me. I have the elementary school kids, but I appreciate it anyway. (laughs) I I don't, Um, I don't have that life. So I I don't envy, I just get up and and do a lot of work, but I want to talk about some of the audio Uh, before the break. We discussed some of the coach K audio, which is uh, usually public, but you were able to get some more audio from uh, players and other coaches. And I want to begin with the clip that you uh, took of coach Carowell. And Coach Carroll was speaking about the physicality of the team compared to last season. So everyone out there, take a listen to Chris Carowell speaking on this year's physicality. I think uh, the thing that I've, I've witnessed so far is the physicality of our players. Right? We look, I mean, we look like a, not the, against last year's team, but last year's team, like I, I used to look at those guys like, man, I could... I'm old, but man, I can I can push these guys around a little bit. This year's team, I'm looking like I don't. I, I'm trying to pick on somebody, you know, just as a competitor, and I can't. You know, you look at AJ and Apollo's body, they, their bodies are they got have grown men bodies, and then Roach has come back stronger, Wendell's stronger. Then you bring in Theo John, who, I mean, he's right, he's the the man of all men, so to speak, and so. Uh, you know, just from a physical standpoint, we look different. And these guys are moving. Uh, they had a, ch- a, a chance to connect early. You know, with COVID last year, we couldn't bring guys in. We didn't really have a summer. And so we was trying to, everybody was worried about catching COVID that you really couldn't connect on a personal level and get to know guys. I think this year we've, we've gotten to do that. And as coaches, we've built, built great relationships with these guys so far. Um, so it's been a different, just a different energy. So, Matt, from from my chair, it seems like the physicality of this year's Duke men's basketball team has become kind of a theme. We've heard this over and over again over the course of the summer. You were there. Is that something that is tracking? And and what did you see or hear from this press conference that we didn't catch on this clip? Right. Definitely. um, That was definitely a big theme. You could and you can just see it, seeing the players there in person. You know, we haven't been able to be there in person in general at all. And I know it's been talked about by you, AJ Griffin, his arms are insane. Theo John also. And, you know, of course we know Mark Williams. Um, But even beyond those guys, the coaches talked about uh, Wendell Moore in particular, someone that had stayed around this summer. Um, Nolan Smith highlighted that and said like he made the decision to just stay here and work on his body and get quicker because you can still do that like ladder exercises, things that, improve your your quick twitch muscles and i know there was one um clip that the team put out of, of wendell having a nice uh, dunk in practice like kind of i think maybe he dunked over i'm not sure who it was but it was it was a it wasn't just a regular dunk so um but yeah i think that that was that was more than that was more than a dunk <laughs> I, I think that was michael savrino who was the victim of that okay. and I apologize to michael savrino because that was <laughs> yeah no like she is guy. like a, a great way to describe that Right, right. Totally. Um, yeah. And, and actually Nolan mentioned that him and Wendell have kind of talked about Nolan's um, as a player, his leap into his junior year, because he kind of, he had not the easiest first two years and then he came on and had a really great final two years. And he even spe- uh, specifically mentioned how people, you know, that's more of a transfer culture now. And he was proud of Wendell for staying and working hard. And, you know, I think they expect good things out of him this year, especially as a leader. Um, but yeah, with the physicality, with, uh, uh, I didn't even mention uh, 
Paulo yet, but Paulo and Mark being big guys down low. And then of course, Theo. And I know you guys mentioned Trevor Keels definitely is not just some, you know, thin shooting guard. He's definitely has some bulk. Um, I think uh, Jeremy Roach also has, has been um, working on his uh, body. So I think it is going to be an upgrade, just being able to be around like they couldn't do last year and work on this more. It's a, it's going to be a big um, bonus with both the physicality and the chemistry. That was the other thing I'd say was highlighted a lot was the team chemistry. So we, we heard a couple of weeks ago, or I guess a week ago about uh, Armando Baycott from UNC. Uh, he had his uh, <laughs> Saw famous photo, photo uh, team photo and, right. and Hunter Dickinson. Commented it's a fake. Something. <laughs> it does yeah, look and, fake and, for and sure. Everyone, <laughs> and all these guys were talking about uh, Theo John. They said, Hey, no Photoshop here. No filter needed. Uh, you took a look at Theo John. Oh is, yeah. That's true. Is, yeah, is, is, no, is this man's legit. arms the size of a building. Yeah, legit. Theo John is definitely, um, you know, his his arms are you know twice the size of like my legs or something. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. Now he's he looks like a beast for sure. Um, I look forward to seeing him and uh, and Paulo and Mark just like dominate down low. So one of the things that that I think we heard was that AJ Griffin hasn't been practicing a ton with the team. That he's still sort of battling some nagging injuries. Uh, were you able to, to, to talk to AJ or get, get yeah. impressions from other people about yeah. how that, that, no. that's coming? I mean, that obviously would be a major development for this team if he's struggling with injuries. Right, right. No, I, you know, I, I did uh, definitely talk to him and he did talk about the things that he's you know had to overcome. But um, I, I mean, Co- Coach didn't mention that he wasn't um, practicing specifically. The only person he mentioned at the time was uh, that Joey Baker was had a slight injury and was like not practicing that day, but expected to be back next week. And um, so I'm not, I'm not actually sure about that. Um, I think that, that AJ, like, you know, he looked, he looked in good shape for sure. And, you know, he said that, that he's, uh, you know, he's overcome definitely a lot, but he's like, he, he didn't indicate that he wasn't like ready to go to me. So I'm not sure about that. And, and the other thing that I, um, I feel like in the summer scrimmages, we mm-hmm. got these little tastes of Mark Williams drifting out to the perimeter a little True. bit more. Yeah, and, that was uh, that was mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, supposedly he can even shoot three pointers. Um, <laughs> were folks talking about that? Uh, you know, that was, I feel like yeah. you want Mark to be underneath the basket. But I know, I know. If he can hit it, you know, why not? Yeah, no. I mean, it, you know, it could be like a one of the Lopez twins or something, right? Had to transfer his game into the three-point line now I think it was alluded to that Mark could shoot threes and you know he kind of was like shrugging it off is like you know I can't give away all my secrets yet but um uh you know, one thing that they talked about at least for his uh post play was um coach Carowell said that Mark could like definitely lead the country and block shots and and Mark was like yeah that's like one of my goals so um whether he's out there on offense, you know, at the three-point line, I think that he's definitely going to be down low on the uh, defensive end, you know, swatting away the shots. So, yeah. So um, speaking of speaking of the big men, I want to shift back to the coaches for a second, and because sure. this year we've talked about, I mean, coaches talked about how the organization has been set up a little bit differently than it has been years past, especially with now John Shire coming in as the coach in waiting and being the next right. coach next year. And some of those assignments being kind of divided a little differently. Tell us about what you heard from, you know, Chris Carwell or John Shire or others about right. what they are doing. That's a little bit different than years past. 
Well, I, I will say that, yeah, Coach Carewald did mention that he was working uh, primarily with the big men this year, and that was something that was different. Um, it was definitely brought up, you know, some about whether the, whether the assistants would be, or specifically Coach Shire, be doing things differently with the whole coach and waiting thing. But, you know, Coach K definitely emphasized, like, they've always had a lot of input, and it was, it was still going to be like that. I think he said that the scouting, at least it was going to be Nolan and Carowell would kind of like divide up the scouts and then coach Shire would like oversee them. And he wouldn't be just responsible for like a, a game individually, kind of like it would have been in the past maybe, but, um, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, K- coach K is definitely, you know, very uh, high on his assistants. And um, a few people talked about Nolan transitioning into this, uh, you know, new role being more hands-on and they, they all like, you know, we're enjoying that saying he's you know such a great uh, personality as we all know. And um, he, he can be kind of like the big brother figure, but then when it's like time to, you know, get after it, he also puts the pressure on him and he can go out there and like play with them too. You know, he's still got it there on the courts. So. Uh, you know, Matt, as long as we're talking about the coaching, I think yeah. we have to get into, and this isn't necessarily something that you would have discussed a lot yesterday or, or a lot this week, I should say at the, uh, uh, at, at the mass press conference, but right. just in general around the program, uh, the notion of Duke's recruiting this summer and how that's working um, with the assistant coaches, you know, John Shire essentially functioning as, you know, head coach in waiting, but being out there right. as current coach recruiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, what, what was, uh, you know, what uh, were, were folks talking about that very much? I mean, obviously Shire's having unbelievable success in, in right. this role um, as uh, recruiting for next year, even though he's currently, you know, the assistant coach on this year's right. team. Yeah, no, you know, Coach K definitely said that his, you know, their plan that they put into place has been working out tremendously and, you know, he's not like naming the recruits by name, but he's like, he said, you know, we wouldn't be having the recruiting we're having if I had just kind of pieced out in April and, you know, gave it to you guys to go ahead and take over. Um, I mean, maybe like the fact that coach K can be the one over the summer, he's there working with as, as much as you can, because he does point out how you can't be around the guys for only a certain amount of hours, but you know, he's allows the uh, assistants to go out there and go to the, you know, peach jams and they can just focus on that. And then coach K can be back there working with his group and, he did mention um, even, you know, Mrs. K was very happy with the arrangement. It was kind of like, you know, why didn't you do this 10 years ago? And he was, he joked like, what, retire? Like, <laughs> no, um, actually. And there was a great, I recall there was a great line in Coach K's press conference where he, he said, look, you know, it's not that I don't enjoy being at an AAU tournament on a Sunday, right. but I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather be coaching my guys. I'd rather be on the floor doing the coaching. And I think you could sense that even though he didn't want to put down the whole AAU thing, he was probably right. like, Actually, I don't want to be at the AAU tournament on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I can understand that. You know, it, it was definitely he seemed to be in, in great spirits. And, uh, you know, I, I did hear a little bit with um, talk to Michael Savarino, who obviously has a, the extra personal connection to coach and just talking about, um, you know, what he's like off the court. And he's like, you know, he's just a grandpa. And, and you know, they said how at family dinners they don't bring up basketball at all unless like you know it's it's definitely not the the first thing and um so I I think coach K is you know he's going for it here and then he'll have a nice uh retirement but they they did make a a very specific thing that he wasn't going to use the word last that was kind of like 
you know, this is not this team's last season. It's like they're one season together. And, you know, some of these guys will have obviously more seasons down the road as well. And so we all know coach K, one of his main things is like live in the moment. And that's like part of why he's been so successful and he's definitely um, abiding by that this season as well. Matt, we played that sound earlier okay. with, with coach K talking about the fact that he doesn't want to use the word last anymore. Exactly. Um, can you give me, I, I just wanted a little bit of, uh, you you've been to these events before right. you've been around yeah. the program for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, what was the feel? It, it, do, do you get the impression that even though they're saying, Oh, we're not using the word last. Right. Oh, you know, Oh, we're in the moment we are focused. Yeah. I, do, does it, does it feel different than it has in past years because this felt, is coach K's swan song? Yeah. I mean, I think for us in the, in the media, asking the questions, it definitely felt different because it was certainly asked and talking to the assistants and the players, they kind of say like, you know, Oh, like how much are you able to to put this out of your mind? So I'm sure they're going to continue to get asked about it. I do believe that the coaches are able to compartmentalize um, that and kind of, you know, still focus on each game as it comes, but certainly, um, you know, as the season progresses, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's going to be brought up like every, every ACC road game, they're going to be like, well, this is your last time. So-and-so, and they'll look back and show the highlights of previous games there. So I, I think it will be a bit of a, a challenge for them to really, um, to, you know, do what they say they're going to do, but, um, I, I think they're up for it. <laughs> but, but having said that, right. Like yeah. there's saying, and there's doing right. We, we all here saying, Hey, we're going to enjoy this season for what it is and and, but deep down like you know fans are like hey there's a retirement gift out there it's perfect for him he can unwrap it in april is that this is that the feeling that you got from talking to some of these players and coaches that even though they're not using the word last or final that this is still the the focus oh for sure yeah i mean they definitely are like you know we want to send out coach the right way we want to um, you know, obviously win a lot of games as Joey Baker said, I mean, they, that even beyond coach K's, you know, final season here, there's the, the fact that the last two seasons ended with, you know, COVID and last season, there was no fans. And that was something that, uh, multiple players talked about the awkwardness of that and how they're just like, so looking forward to being back out there with the crowd. And I'm, I'm personally like already you know, envisioning how it's going to look with all the crazies, like presumably will be having to wear their masks. I don't see how they wouldn't be and like yelling like normal. Cause it, I mean, that'll just be an interesting, like visual. <laughs> Trust um, me. I, I do it for soccer all the time. You can yell through a mask. Oh yeah. Camera yeah. will be plenty loud. Trust. Sure. <laughs> totally. No, I noticed you Donald uh, in Honduras there for the U S soccer game. And I was like, that's Donald. Like it's awesome. So I'm gonna teach these kids what I know. That's um, right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, but Matt, before we get out of here, sure. uh, do you want to plug, uh, tell the people where they can follow you in social media or, or WXTU? Oh, sure. Yeah. We have the Twitter handle WXTU sports. Um, and then the show is, it's been in flux with the uh, COVID precautions at Duke, but it is going to return uh, this fall on Sunday evening. So um, check the WXTU page for the specific schedule. It's still being ironed out, but yeah, WXTU sports, that's our uh, Twitter handle. And um, I know you guys plug the, uh, the Duke soccer team as well, and I'm a former soccer manager, so I've been following that and, uh, both teams doing great. And, uh, and we have football this weekend at UNC. So big, uh, big weekend for Duke. Thanks big, for having big me. Big weekend for sports. And, and Matt is the, the 
co-head of WXCU Sports. He handles all of that. So please go follow him. Please go sure. follow WXCU and follow us out there at DBRSBN on Twitter. So that will do it for episode 345 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. As always, we want to thank Matt Burr for joining us today and bringing us some sound from the first basketball practice of the season. We'll be back before the end of the week to preview, again, the big football game coming up. is go to hell Carolina week. So we'll be ready for that, as well as some other basketball news that we had from this week. So until then, please like, subscribe, rate five stars, review. You know the drill. Also, for any questions, if you want to get in touch with us, dbrpodcast at gmail.com is your best way to get to Sam, Jason, and I. We will check you out very, very soon. Sam will be back very, very soon. Jason will be back very soon. And I'm Donald. You know I'll be back. But now it is time for the Duke Band to play us out and take us home. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. That's right. <laughs>